There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, Wim Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors took Game 2. Uh, by a score of 104 to 99 over the Brooklyn Nets, and before I go on to recap what was a very fun but also a very annoying game, um, I have to tell you that. Look, listen, I know what you're thinking right now. Ever since basketball came back, you can't get buckets out of your head, and we're not just talking about basketball buckets. We're talking about Kentucky Fried Chicken buckets. You watch them, and then you crave them. That's how it works. I get it. It happens to me all the time. I mean, one minute I'm talking about buckets on the podcast. The next minute, I'm daydreaming about the $10 Mighty Bucket for two. I mean, how could you get your mind off of four pieces of chicken, two original recipe tenders, two individual fries, two dips, and of course, a popcorn chicken. That's a lot of chicken. Uh, but don't worry. It's normal. Even uh, happens to most NBA players during actual games. It just means you're hungry. So order your bucket online at kfc.ca and get it before tip-off. All right, so this game, I mean, um, yeah, you know, look, listen, this is what I've been telling you people about with the Nets, okay? They're a scrappy bunch. They're going to compete. They're going to play hard. They play fast. They play together. And they're not that bad. They're really not that bad. Like, I know game one happened. The Raptors were up like 33 in the first half. And you're like, okay, you know, maybe this is just going to be an easy sweep. You walk through this whole thing. First off, no sweeps are easy, okay? We're not playing against the Dwayne Casey Raptors. We're playing, you know, uh, you know. And that's team that, look, they're down guys, but they still have talent on the team. And, you know, they have a good coach. I've been pretty impressed. I've obviously not watched that much of uh, Jacques Vaughn coaching the Nets. But, um, you know, he's made some pretty good adjustments. And today, you know, they'd adjusted. Which, of course, naturally you would adjust. After getting blown out by 24 points in Game 1, of course you would adjust. Any coach would do so, unless they're Mike Boonholzer. But, um, you know, Brooklyn came out. They made some key adjustments. So, one... Um, they switched up their defense, and I mean switched literally there because they went to a switch-heavy defense. Like, right away it was clear any sort of action involving a screen on or off the ball, they're just going to switch that thing. And, you know, a lot of that involved, so the Raptors usually like to get Marcus Gasol involved in screens or then Serge Ibaka involved in screens. And normally it will be Jared Allen who would be sitting back at the rim. But this time they were switching all those. So Jared Allen was on point guards most of the night. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of those pick and roll actions. And, you know, what that did was, A, it took away a lot of those pull-up three opportunities. Obviously, that's what really hurt the Nets um, in game one was Fred Van Vliet pulling up, you know, what he had, eight threes and 31, uh, 30 points with 11 assists. You know, Fred was able to pull up for three, and then they sort of extend their defense. Fred was able to drive around. This time, they just switched, okay? So, a lot more just one-on-one play. And the goal was sort of to get the Raptors out of, you know, their driving kick offense. Take away that penetration at first. Take away that pull-up three. Force a lot more one-on-one scoring. And and that was working pretty well. I mean, the Nets, uh, you know, give them a lot of credit. They're up 26-12 to to start the game. They were kind of blowing past the Raptors starters. Um, and I thought the defense was was pretty clever. I mean, look, the Raptors missed a whole bunch of threes today. They only shot, what, 26%. Um, and they also missed a bunch of free throws. But still, you know, the Nets did a much better job guarding the Raptors in this scheme with the switching than it did in game one where they put it more traditionally. Um, 
And then, you know, I also thought, look, the, the Nets played smart offensively, too, because, you know, Levert came out. You know, they read sort of the way the Raptors were guarding. Uh, you know, the Raptors were swarming the lane against Levert, sending a third guy at him. And Levert was just able to, you know, either get free or just, um, you know, find the open man and find the open shooter. They already kind of adjusted to that midway through game one by putting a, a stronger shooter, usually Timothy Luau Cabarro or Joe uh, or, or, or um, Josh. What's his name? Joe Harris? Yeah, Joe Harris. Joe Harris uh, <laughs> on the opposite wing, so it could just be one pass away, you know, a quick catch and shoot. Um, you know, the Raptors are a little bit less aggressive in sending that extra help, and guys like Temple, or guys like Lavert were able to shoot over Fred in sort of a one-on-one situation, or, you know, uh, throw the lob to Joe Allen, or why am I forgetting these guys' names? Jared Allen. Uh, when, when, um, when, you know, Mark came over to help and sort of collapsed on the lane. Like, the Nets were running great offense. Uh, in addition to the fact that, you know, they also made the, a third adjustment, which was to start Timothy Luau Cabro. He's the guy who had, what, 26 points in game one, made a whole bunch of threes, made a whole bunch of great drives, too, actually. Uh, and, yeah, they put him in the starting five. So it was working great. And the Raptors starters were kind of getting washed. And to be honest, a bit of a worrying trend that the Raptors starters got washed, both in the first quarter and in the third quarter, because, you know, after the Raptors went down 14, the Raptors were able to climb back. You know, it's only a four-point game after uh, the first quarter, and the game sort of settled down there. And then in the third quarter, it was a very close game. Raptors only down two at half, but then they go down 10 because the Nets were able to sort of go on another run against the Raptors starters. And, you know, the Raptors had to sort of shuffle the rotation and sort of come on strong uh, to, to close that third quarter, sort of close the gap, and then, of course, in the fourth quarter, make the comeback all the way and actually uh, clinch the win. But, um, yeah, it's it's a little bit concerning. But I also think that, you know, part of it is just, I, I think Jock Vaughn is smart because he probably watched a lot of the Raptors-Celtics uh, game, right? Because, you know, if that was the, literally the only loss Raptors have had in the bubble. They are now including, the you know, the actual preceding games. What nine and one inside the bubble? Um, that one loss was to Boston, and it was obviously very lopsided. Whatever, but one thing Boston was able to do successfully in that matchup was they were able to switch a lot and to kind of do the same thing where they sort of uh, were able to sort of keep the Raptors from getting all into the basket, uh, force a lot more one-on-one scoring, and that's really where the Raptors are weaker. They're, you know, their offense is good when they can sort of cycle the ball. Guards are going downhill. You know, they're kicking it out. Ball movement, cuts, everything like that. Raptors are deadly when they play like that, but when they when you break it down into a more you know one on one sort of grind it out kind of game, Raptors aren't as successful in that matchup. So um, yeah, it was pretty smart, and um, you know so credit Jockmon. I think he he did a good job with that. But of course, you know this is this is one of the benefits when you have more talent, like the Raptors do in this case, which was just there when you have more talent, you have more pieces, you have more options, and you can adjust better. And so the Raptors very quickly countered, right? Um, the guy who got the Raptors out of their funk at the start of the game was Pascal Siakam. And that's not a surprise because Pascal is a one-on-one player, right? Um, Pascal is a guy who can, you know, especially when these games slow down against, you know, wings that are smaller and stuff like that, Pascal should be able to get to work. Now, Pascal has not necessarily played uh, fantastic basketball uh, offensively. He's not been dominant. He's not having, like, 38-point games. But... um you know, he, he got the Raptors started early on. You know, when the Nets were switching a lot, you know, they were they were having guys like, you know, Harris guard him, uh, Luau Cabarro, and Siakam was just very calm, you know, getting the ball in that sort of mid-post area, either backing up or facing up, driving, and getting all the way to the basket. 
you know, the one thing with switching is that sometimes you get bad matchups. So you're no longer having your center near, um, you know, closer to the paint to help because uh, he's probably out front guarding Fred Van Vliet. You know, it's one thing. Okay, you know what? You want to leave Marcus All? Okay, I get it. You know, Mark's probably not going to score anyway. You could probably help off of Mark. But if if you're running a pick and roll originally and you're switching Allen onto Fred or switching Allen onto Kyle, then Allen's stuck there, man. He's not leaving those guys. Those guys are, you know, wet three-point shooters. And so, you know, Pascal's able to get to the rim a lot more one-on-one action. And I just thought he kind of let the game come to him. You know, he had a corner three. Uh, to start the game, then he sort of, you know, had a nice rotation where uh, he, he swung the ball over to Norm for Norm's first basket, another three. Uh, you know, he got into the middle of the paint, drew the third defender, kicked it out. Someone got a mid-range shot. You know, Pascal was just playing nice within the flow. And, of course, when the Raptors needed him to attack one-on-one, sort of break the deadlock, sort of get the Raptors back into the game, Pascal was able to do that. So that was impressive. Um, and then really what was impressive was the bench really stepped up, right? Uh, Norman Powell was freaking phenomenal in this game and Serge Ibaka was also pretty good in his own right but really I'm not that surprised by that too because again if you go back and watch some of those games you know against uh, Boston or whatever like when they do that switching stuff right like you know the guys that struggle are the guys that have the least one-on-one scoring ability right now that's Mark who was scoreless tonight not good at all for Mark and OJ Anobi who um, defensively was pretty good and was able to adapt but you know still uh, offensively one-on-one is really not his not not his forte whatsoever right now so those two guys struggling those two guys giving you zero um, offensively and so when you subbed in Norman Powell and Serge Ibaka which you know Nick Nurse did a good job of I mean Norm played 32 minutes Serge played 26 uh, you know, pretty high minutes for the bench. When you bring in those guys, all of a sudden your offense is going to be a little bit better because, you know, uh, you know, against the switching defense, you know, Allen's not really the basket as much. Norm Powell can get all the way to the basket and finish. Uh, Search, you know, he's has a couple of mismatches. He can finish. You know, he missed his threes today, but all those are good looks. I had no, you know, no issues with the threes he took today. Um, and yeah, you know, the, the, the bench came in because I gave them a pop. And really, I, I like that, you know, Nick sort of really shortened his rotation. Um, and he kind of shortened the rotation to six, which, you know, sometimes you have to do. Look, listen, you're in the bubble right now. Everyone's getting rest, whatever. You know, a couple guys got rest, you know, uh, heading into the last couple of seeding games. Guys consistently sat out. They rotated the roster. This is what you got rest for, man, because sometimes you're going to get into a situation where you're sort of battling from behind for most of the game in game two, and you can either, you know, have a real series where it's 1-1 or really take control and have a 2-0 lead. Nickter decided, screw it, I'm going to have a 2-0 lead, all right? So, you know what? He cut his rotation down. Mark didn't really play at all in the fourth quarter, okay? Rondé, six minutes in the first half, none in the second half. Enough, okay? Matt Thomas comes in, five minutes, you know, he he hits a baseline jumper. He he, he gives up a foul to, I think, Johnson or Chioza or whoever. You're out of there, right? And that's it. There's just six guys, Pascal, OG, Kyle, Fred, Serge, and Norm. That's it. And it's a little taxing, especially for a guy like Fred to play 43 minutes, but at the same time, they got the win, right? And it was necessary, too, because the Nets really played in, you know, they were tough. You know, they were really tough. Um, you know, even though when you look at the fact that a guy like Karis LeVert, their number one option, shoots 5 of 22 from the field, um, you know, obviously the Raptors did a, a better job there, and I'll explain why. But even with their starting, you know, their number one option, shooting 5 of 22, they were still able to score well, and, and they were still able to create offense for the rest of their guys, and that's actually a little bit surprising to me, to be honest, because, you know, you're not really looking at guys like um, 
Garrett Temple to give you 21 points, right? I mean, Garrett Temple, what, he shot 1 of 10 from 3 in game 1, so you figure he was going to bounce back. He's a decent shooter. He's a veteran, you know. It seems like one of Kyle's golf buddies. Like, yeah, he's he's going to step up eventually. But, um, yeah, still, I, I thought the, the rest of the Nets did a really impressive job moving the ball. You know, Allen, you know, did a good job of sort of uh, putting pressure on the Raptors' uh, interior and then kicking it out and stuff like that. But, um... But yeah, I mean, look, the Raptors just had more talent. They could just adjust. They can change their style too. And of course, you know, that's where the Raptors, you know, against Lavert, basically the Raptors kind of used a lot of their same medicine uh, against the Nets, where they were like, okay, you want to switch up on everybody. You want to switch up and make Fred VanVleet, you know, drive a lot more. You want to switch up and, you know, whatever. You want to take Marcus out of the game. That's fine. Cool. We will switch too. And uh, what the Raptors did was basically. You know, at first it was sort of like a bit of a soft switch. They would like have Allen come up to set the screen, and you know the Raptors would recognize this. They would communicate off the ball to get the center off of Allen, and um, you know one of Siakam uh, or OG usually was Siakam to switch on to Allen instead. And so then instead of uh, you know uh, whoever was guarding the ball, Fred or Kyle on Karras with uh, either Serge or Mark coming to. Um, guard that pick and roll action instead this time you know they're putting Siakam in that in that defensive uh, arrangement of course Siakam's able to switch over and then it was a lot more one-on-one play for Karis LeVert look and Karis can shoot over Fred you know it's, it's kind of cute whatever but on the whole man Karis is not that efficient of a player not that efficient of a scorer to be able to do that first off he doesn't really shoot to three well and it was a little curious to me that the Raptors were putting so much pressure on him at the perimeter because I'm like you can just He's not going to shoot the three that much to hurt you significantly. So I didn't know why they were swarming him there. Maybe they're trying to play for some of the turnovers, but Karras has proven so far, even on the rest, three guys at him, he's still able to find the right pass. So I, I don't think the you're going to win a lot of turnovers that way. Um, and so the Raptors sort of sagged off or were a little bit more conservative with their defense. Um, but also, you know, when you switch on a Siakam onto, you know, Karis Levert, one-on-one, Karis Levert trying to go against Pascal Siakam, listen, Karis is quick, he's shifty, he moves his feet, he can dribble with either hand, he can finish with either hand, he goes both ways, it's tough, it's tough to guard him, but listen, Pascal is an elite defender when it comes to guarding these quick, shifty wings, I mean, I've seen it now in three straight playoff series, you have this year against Levert, where Pascal, a number of impressive plays there, uh, I seen it, you know, last year, him guarding Eric Bledsoe, same kind of deal. Bledsoe, of course, you know, being playoff Bledsoe, um, yeah, you know, you know how that goes. And then even in 2018, if you remember back in game, uh, in round one of Raptors Wizards, it was Pascal Siakam doing a lot of the defending against John Wall. And so, you know, Pascal's always been extremely quick. Uh, he can move his feet. He's really long. He stays down on the fakes and stuff like that. So even if people throw fakes or move in one way or the other, it's fine. You know, he's got the extra length. He can close out. And he's quick, too. So uh, Lavert tried to go at Siakam a couple times. I don't think he scored on him even once. And then kind of the same deal. You know, they would occasionally use OG in that same fashion as well, guarding Lavert. And that one was sort of more of a traditional wing-on-wing kind of defensive uh, matchup, but still, OG did a really good job on Levert, and so, Levert shoots 5 of 22, he's over 4, he still has 11 assists, because the Raptors really do, you know, obviously focus, he demands a lot of attention, right, but, you know, this one was, first off, game 1, he had 15 assists, and second of all, I did feel like the the Nets just shot the 3 a little bit better today uh, than yesterday, so I actually didn't think Levert caused as much damage, and and yeah, look, listen, when you can switch everything like that, then you, you just have to manage everything else. 
and you know there were a couple errors here or there you know it is what it is you know uh Tyler Johnson breaks down the defense you know drives against you know Norm Powell gets in the paint goes for a layup goes for a floater something like that's gonna happen right you're not gonna hold the team completely scoreless or anything like that it's not how the game of basketball is played but um you know the rest of the Nets I mean look without Levert being efficient the, the Nets are just not gonna be that efficient and so uh Raptors able to lock down defensively and then you know they had guys step up, right? <laughs> they had guys step up. I mean, in that third quarter, Fred and Kyle were amazing. They just kept getting to the basket, uh, finishing, you know, Kyle with an one over Joe Harris in transition, forced a timeout. Fred, you know, driving in the paint, you know, uh, up up and under, left hand through, like, two defenders at the rim, finish. Uh, Fred's been incredible. Uh, Fred pull up three when the defense got confused on the switch. Uh, Fred coming off of two screens, getting open for three. Great screen by Mark. You know, Fred Fred basically led the comeback in the third quarter. Pascal led the comeback in the first quarter. And then through the rest of it, it was just a lot of, you know, good, efficient executing by guys like Kyle, guys like Norm. You know, uh, you know it felt like today with the Nets, their rotation, they felt a little bit tired as the game went on. First off, their starters played heavy minutes. Uh, 39 for Harris, 41 for Allen. 41 for a center is, is very tough. I don't see a lot of centers playing 41 minutes. Garrett Temple, 35. Lavert 39, of course, doing so much uh, attacking and also defending as well. And then Luwawu with uh, Cabarro with, um, with 36 minutes too. So it felt like the Nets were a little bit slower. And, of course, when you switch so much, you know, and, and you know, it, it's... It's just a little bit tougher. Like, the tra- their transition matchups weren't that great, necessarily. You know, the Raptors were able to get out in transition, especially in the fourth quarter. You know, Raptors got more transition opportunities than the Nets did. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it was... Look, the Raptors were in control. Like, they, you know, they, they went up, I think, 10 or 9 points at least. And it felt very comfortable. You know, um, Nick Nurse, instead of going back to Mark, who, as I mentioned earlier, really struggled. What, 0 points in 17 minutes, 0 for 2 shooting. Uh, Nick Nurse goes to a small ball center lineup uh, this time. You know, no surge. Uh, instead, it's Pascal playing center, OG at the four. Uh, you know, Norm at the three, Kyle at the two, Fred at the one. First off, you know, this is actually a matchup that I, this lineup, I called it on Twitter, um, you know, heading into the series. I thought this was going to be an interesting matchup because, you know, the Nets are a very small team. And even with some of these smaller guys, like, you can get away with, Kyle Lowry guarding Timothy Luau Cabrera was not really going to affect you like that. Like, these guys aren't really one-on-one scorers. You know, you can, you know, whoever. Like, they're not really that big of a team either in the Nets. So, the Raptors could go small ball. And in this case, it made sense to go small ball because even though Serge gave them good minutes, I mean, you weren't going to play Serge like 18 minutes to end the game. Um, so, you know, you had to give Serge a spell. Obviously, the obvious move would be going back to Mark, but Mark struggling so much. And, of course, the Nets moving so fast. Nick decided, you know, I'm going to go small ball center with Pascal. This is a lineup that, you know, hasn't played a lot in the regular season. You know, if anything, the Raptors have upsized with two centers more than have downsized with no centers. But uh, Pascal was able to come in and honestly did a really good job just stabilizing the defense. Like, there was a lot of opportunities to compete for defensive rebounds. The Raptors did a good job of that. You know, um, you know, Eric Allen is very, very difficult to box out. He's a really long guy. Raptors really fought with him. There's one play, I think, you know, Joe Harris is going to come down with the rebound. Fred kind of jumps from underneath him and torpedoes him and gets the... Uh, it knocks the ball out of his hands. I think Kyle recovered it. That was a great effort, too. So they were able to come, you know, get together on, on the um, defensive glass. And then even on offense, you know, okay, so they switched a lot. But then eventually they just put OG on Levert and Pascal. Um, 
on on Allen, of course, you know, the screen came, whatever, you know, there was switch. And then the Nets, you know, okay, so then they tried stuff like slipping the screen to, to beat the switch. So, you know, maybe catching the Raptors off guard uh, when they think they're switching, but then one guy just leaves the play. Um, but even plays like that, you know, small things like, you know, uh, Lavert thought he had an angle to throw the lob to Allen. Uh, and then Pascal, with his athleticism, able to jump up backwards in midair and knock the pass away. That was really impressive because, like, Lavert was throwing that pass over Mark and over Serge. Like, so for Siakam, who's smaller than those two guys, to be able to make up that gap with the extra athleticism to break up that lob was was fantastic. And, of course, Pascal with a key defensive rebound at the end there to uh, secure it. And so, wrap this up nine. And, honestly, I thought the Nets were just going to die off, really. I thought they were tired. They were, you were giving up stuff in transition. I thought they were done. But, you know, the credit to the Nets. They're, they're a scrappy, scrappy team. Made a couple of plays, you know, and I think uh, two of those were mistakes by Kyle that sort of let the Nets come back into the game. One, um, you know, the Raptors were up nine. Garrett Temple was, I think, driving on Norman Powell on the perimeter, got past Norm, was going to the basket, but, you know, Pascal was there. You know, the Raptors didn't need to send a third defender on the, you know, in Kyle Lowry to come over to help the rim. And so, you know, Kyle made the error there to leave Joe Harris, and uh, Temple was able to find Harris open in the corner for three. A, you're protecting a nine-point lead with, like, three minutes left. Do not give up threes. B, do not leave Joe Harris. The guy is, a, you know, he's, he's you know, essentially what we all want Matt Thomas to actually be. Um, and then C, you just didn't need to overhelp in that play. If Garrett Temple wants to go inside for a contested layup, cool, man. I mean, whatever. It's probably not going to make it, so... That was an error. And then, of course, another possession where the Raptors, you know, I think Fred missed a shot and the Raptors didn't get great floor balance. Um, I think Allen, no, um, Temple leaked out early for the Nets. And so Pascal was able to cover him. But Kyle's assignment was to cover Timothy Luau Cabro, except Kyle turned his head in transition and lost track of him for a second. And then Luau Cabro is the other dead eye shooter on this team. He hits the three. It's a suddenly a three point game. Raptors had to actually defend for the final 15 seconds where the Nets have a chance to tie. And then this is where Kyle Lowry just comes through and redeems himself completely, right? Because, okay, he just gave up the last two threes. It's unfortunate the Raptors, you know, were really just going to cruise, or not cruise, but really lock in the win. Instead, their defense gives up two open threes. It's unfortunate their offense, you know, trying to play a little bit too much one-on-one wasn't working. Then Kyle, in that possession, so he's guarding Joe Harris on the inbound. 15 seconds left, the Nets are inbounding. Kyle is able to first off stick with Allen, not get you know get shaken free coming off screens over that. Kyle bursts through the screen right with Allen, right? Pressures him on the catch on the inbound. Allen tries to drive towards the uh, you know the, the, the sideline corner there. Uh, you know Kyle stays with him the whole way. You know Allen hits him with an up fake. Kyle stays down, doesn't bite for it, doesn't give him the cheap free throw, nothing like that. And then Allen is basically out of options at that point because he's picked up his dribble. Kyle is right up on him, really pressuring him. And so Allen is in trouble. He needs to just give the ball to someone else to uh, to run the offense. And Garrett Temple comes over, tries to rescue the play on a handoff. And then Kyle right there pressures the handoff. And so they couldn't get the clean transfer off. Uh, Temple ends up dribbling the ball off of his leg. And he's like literally diving after it. And it's just out of reach. And right there, Norman Powell picks up the loose ball off the floor, races down the other end, and goes in for one of his signature, uh, you know, playoff-style dunks where he takes off from just a bit too far out. Like, you're always like, Norm, are you sure you want to do that? And he always dunks it. And, you know, that made it a five-point game with five seconds left. That was game over. And uh, it was it was great that Norm got to do that. A, because we all got 
playoff flashbacks to 2016 game five uh, against Indiana in the ACC that comeback where DeMar was benched for the fourth quarter Norm as a rookie second round rookie comes in a guard Paul George deflects the pass and then dunks it for a 12-0 run that sort of literally saved this whole era of Raptors basketball I, I really do believe it um, you know Norm with a fantastic unforgettable dunk there and I'm just happy for Norm to get that game-winning play because Norm was fantastic in this one, man. 24 points in 32 minutes. And that's the crazy The crazy thing is Norm didn't even shoot the three well. He shot one of six from three. But Norm was just able to get into the lane time and time again. Norm shot 10 of 11 from the two-point range as a guard. You know how hard that is? That is very, very difficult, man. I mean, I know Fred and Kyle wish they could ever shoot 10 of 11 from two-point range, but... You know, Norm was just, man, I mean, one of his first plays of the game, so he hits a, you know, a wing three to start the game. And then to start the second quarter, Norm gets, to, you know, turns uh, off the high screen. He's going downhill. Rodion's Kuruks is waiting for him under the basket, and Norm just rises up and puts the man on a poster. All right. It was in a fantastic dunk uh, and just absolutely crowned him. And from there, Norm was just attacking the rim. Time and time again, you know, Norm has gotten so good at finding the angle, finding the path to the basket, and then driving right through that gap and going right to the basket. He's like a running back in that way. You know, he's able to, you know, use his strides. He's he's so powerful when he drives, too. And, and yeah, man, listen, this Nets team doesn't have a lot of rim protection. Norm is able, he's going to be able to, to get a lot of offense going. And Norm, especially when he plays more with the starting five, you know, he's able to, there's more playmakers on the floor. There's more space on the floor. There's probably a weaker defender on Norm when that happens because you need, uh, uh, you know, your best defenders on Pascal or Fred or Kyle. Those guys are hurting you. And then all of a sudden, Norman Powell comes through and just like literally punches you in the face. And yeah, I mean, Norm was fantastic, and, and of course he has a dunk at the end. But um, it was just a good effort, you know, team team round. You know, Kuroks actually. To honestly, Kuroks was. <laughs> I mean, I'm not handing out Pat Patterson awards, but really, he should get the Pat Patterson award because not only was this man complete doo doo, like this man uh, literally every single time he was in the game, the Raptors looked at him was like, I'm gonna score on that guy, and then they went ahead and did it. Norm scored on him like at least four or five times. Fred, you know, going against Kuroks. Everybody going against Kuroks, man. This guy cannot guard whatsoever. He fouled out obviously in game one today. He didn't foul out, but the Nets probably wished he fouled out. And then, not only that, not only was he terrible on defense, he was terrible on offense. You know, he had three wide-open looks, missed them three all very badly, all in very, very different parts of the backboard slash rim where he hit. And then, to top that off, he he throws a shoulder into OG Anobi's head uh, on a screen. He gets called for the foul. And, you know, look, we all know OG's very stoic. OG's very quiet. He's not trying to go on anybody. But, he, you know, Kuroks managed to piss off OG. OG had to be held back on going at, at Kuroks. They reviewed it. And, of course, you know, according to the, the you know, how the referees officiate OG, if there is no blood, there is no foul. And so, you know, there was no flagrant. But OG responded immediately. You know, he took it. He had Luau Cabrero guarding him on the wing. You know, uh, TLC had five fouls on him at that point. So he couldn't really guard uh, close. And OG drove right past him for a uh, from the from the left corner for a right-handed dunk that was emphatic. Then you know OG got the ball driving against um, Jared Allen, and Allen had already had five shot blocks. He had already or he had three shot blocks. He had already blocked OG earlier in this game right at the rim. OG showing no fear, playing angry, tries to dunk it on Allen, draws the foul this time, and uh, hits the you know splits the free throws. So. Yeah, shout out to Kuroks, man. That guy might be a, you know one of the Raptors' three stars tonight because he was just truly awful. I mean, listen, in a game where you only lose by five and he's minus eighteen, like that's 
that's just unfortunate. So, um, yeah, I mean, great win. The Raptors are now up 2 nothing in the series. Uh, I think it's a lot more comfortable, obviously, than 1-1. We can continue to slander other teams, you know, the Bucks losing to the Magic because, uh, I mean, it's not because of Giannis, actually. Giannis is doing everything he can, but, man, uh, I, I, I'm, you know, it's it's funny to see Nuke Vucevic have, well, like, 33, 35 points on um, on the Bucks because it's always funny when I watch these other superstars because they look like superstars against other teams, and then they just look normal against the Raptors. Vooch is a prime example of that. Uh, unbelievable that uh, defensive player of the year, Brooke Lopez, um, you know, allowed him to do that. You know, you can slander the Lakers, uh, you know, the washed king, uh, having a historic triple-double, as some would say, but uh, getting blocked by Hassan Whiteside in crunch time and missing free throws or missing threes or, you know, just not running a great offense. I don't care if you got 15 assists if you run a bad offense, bro. I'm not giving you the 2017 Russell Westbrook MVP for that. Um you know, Anthony Davis being shut down because the rest of the league saw the Nick Nurse, you know, aggressively double team Anthony Davis and have been copying him ever since. I'm not, you know, it's it, look, listen, uh, being up to nothing in the playoffs gives you a lot of freedom, gives you a lot of relaxation. You know, you can enjoy your rest of your Wednesday, the rest of your Thursday, probably the rest of your Friday, to be honest. But, you know, it's a, it was a fun win. In terms of your three stars, um, I'm going to give the first star to Norman Powell. 24 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, 11 of 17, uh, shooting off the bench, 1 of 6 from 3. Of course, I mean, that 10 of 11 from on 2-point range for a guard is just nuts. And it's not even like he was always going for layups. I mean, obviously he was driving hard, but, you know, he having plays where, like, Tyler Johnson was trying to guard him. Norm just hits him with a quick 1-2 crossover, pull up from mid-range, he hitting that, like... Norm should Norm is gonna have a great series. He's already having a great series. I, I was very proud of what Norm did. Of course, he had the you know game clinching dunk. So uh, Norm's the first star. Second star, I'm giving that to I'm giving that to I'm giving that to Fred. Uh, Twenty four points, five rebounds, ten assists uh, in forty three minutes. A he just had such a like heavy workload. The Raptors really needed a lot from him. You know, Kyle was battling foul trouble for a little bit, so. Uh, you know, Fred had to play a little bit extra. You know, they were short in the bench. So, you know, Kyle, you know, Fred had to play a little extra. And then that third quarter, man, Fred took over, man. He hit two threes. He drove to the basket a couple times. He had a uh, chase down block as well. Shout out Fred for getting these blocks in, man. Listen, as a 5'10 man blocking people in the NBA, that's that's unbelievable. So 24 points, 5 rebounds, 10 assists, a block for, for Fred. He's your second star. And then your third star, I'm giving that to Kyle Lowry. That, that game-saving... Um, you know, defensive possession there to deny the Nets from getting a three and then also creating the turnover to seal the game. Classic Kyle Lowry behavior. 21 points, nine rebounds, three assists, two steals, a block, seven of 14 from Kyle, three of six from three, four of six from the free throw line. Cool, calm, collected, ran good offense throughout the course of the game, kept the turnovers low. And, uh, yeah, you know, when this is a, that's the nice thing about Kyle this year. When the Raptors have needed Kyle to score more, he's actually delivered, which is... Um, it's a little bit surprising. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little bit surprised. But uh, shout out Kyle for uh, stepping up there. And of course, the game saving steal is you know not even steal. I don't know if he was credited with the steal, but you know he broke up that whole play and and saved the game. So shout out Kyle. Uh, but honestly, you know Pascal had a nice night tonight. I thought you know um, you know you can give some love to to to, Nor- uh, to Surge as well. Um, but yeah. I mean, honestly, the third star is Rodion's Kurus, bro. That guy was terrible, man. <laughs> Without Kurus, the Nets probably one to one tonight, man. But it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate they got to play the man like that. It's, uh, you know, for many reasons. But um, in terms of the Gerald Henderson Award, that's got to go to Garrett Temple um, to bounce back from shooting 1 of 10 to now shooting 5 of 11 from 3. Uh, it was mad annoying watching this man. 21 points, plus 10 for his team. 
uh, three rebounds, three assists, a steal. You know, he's been shockingly dynamic as a ball handler. Um, you know, he, he's not efficient, and he's obviously mostly a shooter, but he's able to create enough offense to sort of keep the, the cycle of pick and rolls going for the Nets, keep the offense moving, and Temple's just a solid vet, man. He played well today for them, so, you know, give him some credit, so... Uh, ultimately, the Raptors up 2-0. Um, you know, it's been a very fun. It's been a very fun series just to see the coaching ma- matchups specifically. I think Vaughn has really impressed me. Uh, and uh, yeah, the Raptors. You know, they're up 2-0, so everything's good. Shout out to the sponsor KFC. Um, shout out to everyone for listening. Shout out to everyone who called into the live call-in show. Our next show is going to be next Monday. Uh, you know, that's after Game Four. Um, so who knows? Maybe the series is over. Maybe it's not. But um, we'll look forward to taking your calls and then. Uh, if you haven't listened to it already, you can watch it on the Yahoo Sports Canada YouTube page, or you can listen to it on the Raptors Over Everything podcast feed. Um, yeah, watch group chat, you know, everything. Read 10 things. So thanks everyone for listening, and uh, I'll be back after uh, game three. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 